everybody, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all you guys uh, watching or listening. How are you all doing? Uh, welcome to another 6 out of 10 podcast. And this one, this one is a particularly special one. Um, and not because, uh, not, not only, I guess, um, because I have the wonderfully, wonderfully special uh, Squall Muzzer with me. Sam, how are you doing, sweetie? Yeah, I'm fine. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, you know... Recovering from being like cheerleader on the run up to the podcast. So you guys will you guys will see why in a bit. But this this podcast has been a, a real labor of love. Um, welcome on into the six out of ten game awards by Sam and Pip, but mostly Sam and then Drawds by Pip. No game news this week because we decided. We decided to do something kind of, kind of nice and kind of different um, with the podcast, and that's to wrap up the year with a little bit of an awards show. Um, it's been an interesting thing to kind of plan. It's. Mm, yeah, that's 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 one way of putting it. Uh, in, like no, like let, let, let's let you take full credit for just how <laughs> pissing hard you have worked <laughs> on this, because I, I just. Went, uh, well, fucking this category is gonna have a game in it. It's matter. You've done like the super hard work, so like, can like just just preach about how hard you've worked on this. I mean, like for the last couple of days, I haven't slept because I've been so worried about all this. Um, so the layout is different for this time, and you guys will see once we start getting into the awards and we start talking about the awards because we initially talked about making this the biggest meme going. We originally talked about making this kind of super meme and loot boxy and like hey you could unlock awards by donating bits like we talked oh, about doing way, that unlock all rewards by donating bits and... <laughs> uh, but i mean like i decided that maybe maybe the podcast needed to take a little bit of a step mm. so yeah we've been working hard um we hope you enjoy the categories that we have obviously award shows are all super arbitrary and nonsense like super fucking arbitrary nonsense. None of the so things. <laughs> so are we. Uh, it's one of those things where like this is this is mine and, and Sam's kind of reckoning of the year. So you'll see a lot of the stuff that we've been playing. You'll hear about a lot of the games that that we've been playing over the year. Um, and you guys might disagree, and that's super cool. Shout at us in chat. Shout at us via Twitter um, about how fucking wrong we actually are about all of our choices. But these are some of the things that are closest to our heart, and it means that some of the categories also quite uh quite close to our heart deeply important i would say deeply. deeply deeply important and you guys will see that as we go on they might not be the kind of conventional um kind of category names that you guys are expecting so, well some of them anyway some some are some aren't you know we had to go to the mainstream somewhere otherwise why would anyone watch but you know <laughs> right we uh, left we left game of the year till very last so that we only have to put up with you bitching and whining in twitch chat for all of like two minutes before we close yeah. out the show uh <laughs> pretty much i mean you know that's it and you're wrong we're right no, it's, it's, I mean, all award shows are arbitrary, so we decided to have a little bit of fun with it. Um, but hopefully, hopefully this will be a, a neat little insight into what our year has been. And we're always happy to hear what you guys have liked this year, whether you guys agree, whether you guys disagree, what you've been playing, what you haven't been playing. Um, Production-wise, there are a couple of little bits in here that are difficult for me to do. If I'm a little bit slow today, please bear with. Please bear with. At one point, I have six or seven music tracks to fucking balance. So, like... I mean, please bear with. 
I know what you're talking about. That's, that's easy peasy. Oh, yes, you can use hashtag Pip and Squall are wrong uh, over on Twitter. Uh, that's absolutely yeah. fine with us. We're, we're absolutely fine. Um, so I feel like maybe we should... Should we do some awards or some kind of... We should of... probably say that we liked some stuff this year. I don't know. Did, did you? I don't I hate everything. Well, like, that's the thing. You never like anything any year. So, <laughs> it's, it's whatever. Um, no, we, we open up our first... Uh, our, our first award, um, and that's Best Story. Um, now, Best Story has been a super interesting one because there have been so many really strong narrative games this year. Um, some super, super, super strong narrative games this year. Um, we start off with Stories Untold, for example. I, I, the, 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 the game that I didn't even kind of expect to move in any of the directions it moved in mm-hmm. like it just completely bamboozled me from from start to finish like just it made me too scared to turn around and i don't get scared <laughs> of anything, but i refuse to turn around through one section of this game which is quite impressive in of itself that first uh, bit where you you're playing in the house and the game starts off wonderful and it takes this turn that roots you in your seat it yeah. absolutely roots you in your seat. Stories Untold is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful contender for this one. Um, mm-hmm. I absolutely adored it. And it was one of those that came about this year that kind of... Um, it wasn't that expensive. It was like six, seven quid, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't It, it wasn't that, that kind of expensive to jump in on. Um, mm-hmm. But it was totally, totally worth doing so. Totally, yeah. totally worth doing so. Um, and... And, and who would we be to present an award if we didn't mention Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice? Yeah. Uh, I, I think everyone and their mother has uh, been talking about which considering it was indie-ish, um, is, is kind of impressive in of itself. And what one hell of a story. Uh, yeah. uh, one, well, kind of a narrative experience experience i guess yeah i mean the 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 gameplay elements were seriously lacking i think had it had um and we've talked about this a lot with all sorts of different casters if hellblade had had good strong gameplay elements to it it would have been game of the year flat out yeah flat out flat out hellblade has been a, a has been a real staple i think on twitch for the last year um and deservedly so it's a wonderful, yeah. wonderful experience that, you know, you'd want everybody to play through. Yeah, and, and actually decently deals with the subject of mental health, which is like almost unheard of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the absolute, uh, the, the way that they worked on it was was wonderful. Um, super, super clever. Uh, the next one that we've nominated for this is Tokyo Dark. Ugh. So I you love- gush about Tokyo Dark for me for, for just a minute. <laughs> So Tokyo Dark was um, uh, it was from the Square Enix Indie Collective that they do. Oh, I think they just call it Square Enix Collective. But anyway, yeah. um, and it's the tale of a police detective who loses her partner, who is also her partner in the other sense as well, um, and goes through a journey to find out kind of what happened and why things happen. And through the course of the game, you can take various paths that affect your sanity. And, and how you perceive the world and you'll see different like weird things starting to leak through into reality and questioning whether some things are real or some things are just uh, things that you're seeing and it's um, it's it's really heavy, really really heavy mm-hmm. and 
really like I, I, I couldn't put it down. Like I, 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 I one shot the whole game. Like it, it was, I think that was about eight nine hours, something like that. I just one shot the whole thing. I couldn't, I couldn't step away. Neat. Uh, really cool. Yep. And then our, our last nomination is Pyre. And Pyre is a very difficult one because Pyre is a lot of narratives all rolled into one, um, but it mm. manages it effortlessly. Absolutely effortlessly. The character design in it is wonderful and that, that carries the narrative along through the trials. And where the gameplay may get a little bit repetitive at times, the character development is absolutely wonderful. Absolutely it's... wonderful. It's a beautiful, beautiful game. Um, and it deals with, again, some really, really heavy, heavy things. You, at some point, say goodbye to characters and it hurts. Um, and you're dicing with people's lives constantly. Constantly, and yeah. freedom. Not um, not just your own, but the people yeah. that you're playing against, and some mm -hmm. of those it feels awful to win against yeah. those people, um, which makes for a really clever sort of uh, it, it makes for a really clever dynamic throughout the entire thing. Um, yeah, uh, emotional blitzball. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. It's another way of spinning it. I feel like I feel like that should be a tag on Steam at the moment. Yeah. It's, it's emotional blitzball. Um, I, I would definitely accept more emotional Blitzball games. Yeah. So while we had our, our favourites out of this lot, we both kind of agreed, I think, straight away on which one this had to be. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, without a sh shadow of doubt, except in the narrative. Um, <laughs> hey, um, I, 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 th I think you guys probably can guess already, really, uh, yeah. that Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice takes this one by a county mile yeah. uh, just due to the sheer strength of the subject matter and how just fantastically well it's handled um, I, I feel like with this one the money and the effort they put into learning about these conditions and being able to weave them into the narrative in a very clever way um, nothing is there by accident and everything tells a story mm -hmm. from uh, the the extra particle effects you see, to the uh, sounds, to the, um, the 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 way that various puzzles present themselves, everything weaves into the narrative almost flawlessly, and it's a wonderful, wonderful journey that is still open to interpretation, mm -hmm. despite it despite it being um, you know despite it being a very clear cut, very linear game it's very open to interpretation all the way through. And that's uh, and, and, so clever. And, and even though the, the some, some of the game mechanics themselves let the game down, like the actual, mm -hmm. uh, the, the way the game plays, um, it's still there for a reason. It's supposed to be difficult. It's supposed to be a like a challenge and, or, or, you know, frustrating. As much as it kind of sucks, that it is frustrating and it feels like bad like decision making by the developers it also stands to provide part of the narrative because of how closely that reflects against um the various mental conditions portrayed yeah yeah um again like it does most of this work absolutely effortlessly absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely effortlessly um from i mean we're seeing a, a real uh, wide range of, of symptoms but not only that, but we're seeing kind of where they came from. And that's often a step that's missed out. Um, there's so much in here that challenges the current stigma that we have. 
this mm -hmm. is such an important game moving forward. And it doesn't it doesn't overly matter that the gameplay elements don't work so well. As far as an experience and as far as a story, this game is so, so compelling and so true to life and so wonderful, despite it being this sort of fantastical adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And, this uh, game is highlight, so, so it, important. It, we, we discussed this before, I think, with Adam, um, that it would have worked as like a stroll playing game, you know, like a... That's still uh, my favourite. Oh, that's oh. still my favourite, favourite expression ever is a stroll playing game. Yeah. Um, but you know, like a walking simulator sort of game. But like, yeah. um, but as I say, that the, the the difficulty that you encounter through what you can see as being bad game mechanics that are the part that, that you would say let it down. It does add to the narrative, and it, it's it's very hard to differentiate between you know it just being a, a, a slog to get through and i think uh, uh, some some of the sections do feel like a bit of a slog with the combat and whatever else but i think it's uh, at times it's meant it's to yeah it's and again that like that weaves back into that narrative and yeah okay the puzzles could have been more involved but again the fact that the puzzles are all very similar is again another symptom of the mental illnesses that they're trying yep. to portray so it's it's um it's a it's it's a thing it's it's very much an all-inclusive experience and i yeah. i adore it wholeheartedly i adore it um this is this is a uh, an amazing amazing experience to be had um and if you guys haven't played it yet and you enjoy diving into these really deep um yet sort of self-contained narratives mm -hmm. this works super super well um just be aware that some of it is a little bit upsetting um, and then if you're seeing uh Seeing this during the Steam sales as well, um, I, I'm pretty sure this is on sale as well for it. So even more excuse to pick it up just in yep. time for Christmas. Yep, absolutely. Uh, not the most festive of games, but you know, I, I, <laughs> you know. I, like, I like spreading the festive cheer through mental illness. I don't know what you talked about. Oh, That's gosh. what I do every year. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So with that aside, uh, and again, that's not a surprise to any of you guys. We've been talking about yeah. this game all year like since it came out we've been talking about this game we absolutely love it um how it many winds podcasts us... did uh -huh. we mention this game on how many podcasts have we mentioned most uh, of them three like, four at least mo most of them by now and if you guys haven't heard us gush about hellblade like it's 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 yeah it's just such a, a wonderful wonderful experience and it was well worth it but all of those nominees are worth taking a look at if you can um, absolutely talking about games you guys should be looking at uh, mm -hmm. let's have a shifty along to a category that's sort of in the same kind of vein. Uh, and we want to talk to you about the best indie games of this year. And we start with Kingsway, which took me and Sam absolutely by surprise because it became one of our undying favourites. Uh, it makes me scream at the screen with happiness and frustration in the same breath. It's, like, um... I love it. Yeah. It, <laughs> It's one of those. It's it was sold to me as a um, as a Windows ninety five simulator role play game, and I went, eh? <laughs> huh? And then I played it, and then I wanted to play it when I felt sad, and then I wanted to play it when I felt happy, and then I wanted to feel like play it when I felt frustrated, and then I wanted to. I I kind of didn't stop wanting to play it ever yeah. because it's such a simple game to pick up and put down each run can be relatively short depending on how far you're going it's so clever 
so, so clever because it, it absolutely masquerades as this awful, clunky piece of nonsense and it becomes this super frantic, uh, sort of mechanical roguelike experience that, mm -hmm. you know, it has, it has secrets in it. It has Easter eggs in it. It, you know, there are there are definite bits of a meta in here, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And it was super cool to see it come along and be kind of this weird, quiet, niche hit thing mm -hmm. that the people who know it love it. Yeah. And that, that, can I, I'm going to make a confession. I am yet to finish a run. <laughs> like, I, 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 I just suck at it. I, apparently, I just suck at playing this game. I still, I, I, I was still the one that put this forward for no nomination. Like that's, that's how much I love this game, even though it does not love me back. Mm -hmm. Also, the music, you, the game music, you play it in a little like Windows Media Player like widget, and it just yeah. But it, all of your quests come in by email. Mm. Like it's it's, it's just, so novel. It's so novel and so out there, and I I love it. We talk about novel in the same sense as like um, or we we talk about examples of novel like Job Simulator and things like that, and. Uh, um uh stanley parable and stuff like that yeah. this is novel but kind of like in a in a totally different direction and it's good it's good and i i i absolutely loved playing it and again like i pick it up when i feel a bit sad the only problem is i'm not great using a laptop trackpad uh oh god that must be horrible that, i can't even imagine that, that sucks play it with yeah. a mouse kids because don't don't i i'm lucky that i still have fingers um yeah <laughs> and then Nomination number two for this category, uh, Hollow Knight, which is, uh, I mean, you know, we've got one GIF up on the screen at the moment. You can see it's bloody gorgeous. Um, little roguelike kind the of Metroidvania-y. Yeah. Um, it's just so good. Like, creepy as hell as well. But like it's the, it's not it's not like scary creepy. It's like unsettling no. creepy because yeah. everything's kind of a bit a bit like spidery. Everything's quite buggy, creepy crawly kind of, um, and it has this very kind of Dark Souls atmosphere. This quite like oppressive, almost atmosphere mm. that you have to wade through. Um, there's a <laughs> lot of death like... and decay just kind of lying around. And then that's not to say it is the Dark Souls of indie games, because fuck off if you use Dark Souls as a measuring stick for everything. But it's got the same kind of yeah. atmosphere to it. Yes, yeah, it's that, it's that kind of dank, oppressive kind of atmosphere to it. Um, and yet it still managed to be very light. Um, all the controls work perfectly well. It's a really, really... We had a couple of really, really good Metroidvania games this year. Mm. Um, and we discussed a couple of them at length, and I think Hollow Knight, for me, wins it out as best sort of metroidvania game um right if only if only we had all the time <laughs> in the world to do all of the categories you guys are missing out on best food game uh and sassiest <laughs> bitch of the year like i hate to tell you um we and did, i didn't we win to blows over best food game we did we did <laughs> and we still may once my brain power returns because i've been working so freaking hard on this stupid bastard layout that has taken me far too fucking long to get working because fuck uh, gifts and videos in the same space. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like I, Hollow Knight was a really, really strong contender. It was nice to see Metroidvania's come back and teach actual Metroid a lesson. Um, yeah, that absolutely. Was, that was that was good. That was good. Um, Pyre is on this list because Pyre is just it's just wonderful. 
It's not yeah. Transistor. It's not. But no. The... I, you know, I still haven't played Transistor. You should. I, need to, I know I need to. Yes. I, I, I know to the depth of my being. But there, there is a part of me that's scared to because I love Bastion so very much. It's and very, it's very different. Transistor it's that, very like, different. Yeah, I know It'd it's different, fun. but like, there's so much hype about uh, about Transistor, but I'm almost terrified to play it because I just it can't possibly live up to the level of hype that it's been given. But then maybe it does, and the, I'm so scared. The 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 last five minutes of the game will win it for you out, but you have to get to those last five minutes, and I won't spoil it. <laughs> but you have to get to those last five minutes. Play it out for that. Um, gotcha. But yeah, no, um, Pyre is. Um, it's very clever in that it's every single thing that Supergiant do well, but in a completely different genre. The, mm. uh, they marry narrative and sort of almost visual novel elements um, with um, the Blitzball game perfectly. They're, they're two very separate systems, but the way that the narrative makes them work in tandem is absolutely wonderful. And it creates this beautiful, beautiful atmosphere um, that... You know, is is only encouraged by the soundtrack. Um, it's 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 a great great game, absolutely great great game, um, and it deserves lots of praise. And I feel like it fell a bit short because it was so different to Bastion and it was so different to Transistor. Um, yeah. Because while Transistor is different, it's not very different. Whereas this mm -hmm. was very different. Yeah, it, it didn't seem to get as much uptake from. You know, media outlets, streamers, no. everything like it just didn't have anywhere near. I mean, Bastion's still big on Twitch now. Yeah. Consistor, you still see crop up occasionally. I can't remember last time I saw a player stream, and that's a crying shame. It really is. It really is. It's a great game. Um, and if you guys are, are a fan of uh, the whole 3v3 football y thing that they have going on, it gets tense and it gets good. I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, last on this list is Indie Darling Cuphead, but for very, very good reason. Um, this game, like, this game was one of those that came with so much hype. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, with a lot of these games that come with a lot of hype, they just fall flat on the- absolutely fall flat on their face. This- This no, lived man. up to every single piece of it. It sounds gorgeous and fits- the music fits the theme. It looks gorgeous and the animation quality is staggering. Absolutely. I would say, actually. Mm. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. And and it just it just honestly feels like playing an episode of the really old Tom and Jerry cartoons. Mm -hmm. And like it just I, I guess it's just it, it kind of just preys on your nostalgia in a way because I just it just transfers me back to being like single digits of age sitting watching cartoons from like a yesteryear from my youth as well mm -hmm. and it just it just transports me and it's it's got this fantastic quality of like the boss battles are absolutely ridiculously hard like really really hard yeah but you learn every time you go into that boss fight you get a little bit further, a little bit further into that phase, and then onto the next phase, and a little bit further in that one, a little bit further, and I've understood this pattern now, and I know how to get around this obstacle now. And I get a little bit further until you finally beat it, and there's such a sense of reward mm -hmm. after that slow progression, but measurable progression through it. It's just, it just makes for a fantastic experience. Yep. So I guess there's no harm in telling them. 
Um, um, yeah, it was that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was that one. It was definitely Cuphead that won. Um, it's it's one of those games where we were all very frightened, um, especially when the whole meme of I can't get through the tutorial came out. Ow. We were we were all a little bit concerned that that was the way that this was going to go, that it, it was going to fall flat, that it was going to be too easy or it was going to be too hard or, or whatever. But I think they nailed progression in it. I think they nailed the rewards in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's enough customizability in the um, in the weapons that you can use and the way that you do the runs. The speed runs are amazing. Have you seen some oh. of the people speedrunning this? It, it's... I, I'm it not hurts. entirely sure it's real. It physically hurts. Like... Yeah, oh, I, I feel like the worst person on the face of the earth after having watched them. Right. So humans are getting over it speedruns is what you're saying. Mental. Yeah. Like, I have no idea how people manage it. But like, yep. I, I still get my nice sense of rewards. Because yep. I did it good. And I'm, I tried my hardest and I got a bit further. Every, and then I did the winning. And it, makes me, it just makes me very happy. Like, it's such a sense of reward. But even so... the bosses that are in absolute pain in the ass to get past you still see the beauty in them you're still like absolutely absolutely enraptured by uh the quality of the animation and all the visual design of everything else that's going on as well Mm -hmm. but in that they still make it very simple for you these things are pink so you can parry them this is constant everything that you see is pink is parryable they they make it they make it very simple for you to get good at it for you to understand it mm-hmm. despite sort of this this big sort of um sort of bombastic visual style that it has yep it's still simple enough that you can grasp the mechanics of it going forward even if you've never played one of these before it's genuinely genuinely wonderful um and it, there's i want to say that this category was super close i want to say that this category was really close but Cuphead is the indie darling this year for really, really good reason. Like it, it's, it's, it's impossible not to nominate it, uh, not to give it the, the victory. Rather, it's just there's so much work. You can see the love and the care that was put into every frame of this game. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 yeah. Like, I, it, we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't give it to Cuphead. No. As much as there are many, many desert like that didn't even make it into the nominations, many, many deserving titles this year. Uh, mm. we, we wouldn't be doing our job no. if we didn't give it to Cuphead. Simple as. Yep. Uh, which brings us on to our first category that made Pip roll her eyes out of the back of her head. Um, so this is this is the why of the year. Uh, this is, this is why of the year, and, uh, these are, these are the things in the gaming industry this year that kind of made us look and go, why you do this? What? <laughs> yes, that face in chat yes, right now. Exactly. Just the, the... Pip why? So... Um... <laughs> So to start us off, you've got Destiny 2 releasing their di- first piece of DLC and then going, oh yeah, we're going to lock out some of the base game with that release because fuck you, spend more money on our game. 
Because that's a simple and normal and, you know, fair way to conduct your game and completely understandable and fuck you. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit as we go on about DLCs and expansions and timing yeah. of them and things like that. We've got a couple of a little bits like that, but this seemed particularly fuck you. Not because, not only because the DLC was coming out so early in the game's life cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Because all of these perpetual games they have a life cycle, and to have a, an expansion so early, it's like a, a little bit upsetting. Like a little bit upsetting. Um, but the fact that yeah. I couldn't do content with my friends that previously I had access to because I hadn't bought the expansion yet? Yeah, no. Which no. is like another half again on the cost of the game as yep. well. Like yep. an issue, what, 20 bucks? Something like that? It's not, it's not cheap to do. Um, I, that's I just... only going to for its lifespan. And they did the exact same thing with Destiny 1. Yep. They made exactly. it. And we, we called it out then. We said, this is a mistake. You are bad for doing this. And they just kind of went. Oh, sorry. We'll learn from these experiences. Did you? Did you really? No. 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 Um, so, yeah. That's uh, that's Destiny 2. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Do, do, you like, do you like my gift for this one? I, I, I quite liked it. Um, I mean... If it wasn't like in in like 4K when I downloaded it, <laughs> it would have been slightly better. Um, so I have this this pet peeve, right? And it, it kind of it, it, it like Bungie did this a little bit, but I have this pet peeve that we've seen a lot for the last couple of years. We've definitely seen it this year, and I want to strangle every company that does this, right? Mm -hmm. If I don't know what your game is yet, don't sell me a season pass. If I don't know what the content of the game is like, mm -hmm. don't sell me a season pass already. And there are so many, so many examples of this this year. There are yeah. so many examples of this last year and the year before, and I will keep on saying it. Do not sell me a season pass. And I remember working in a game and having to do this to people and feeling like a fucking mm -hmm. monster. Yep. They're like, what's the game going to be like? And I'm like, well, I don't know, but you can buy the season pass for an extra £25 and you're going to get maps and stuff. Stop. I, and I'd say the best example um, that, and the reason that we've got the gift there uh, of uh, Call of Duty World War II is because at PSX, they had like a PlayStation press conference and they did um, right at the start, they 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 went okay right here's the trailer for call of duty releasing like next month or something like that show, show the trailer for that and then immediately following it here's the trailer for the dlc launching in january no no <laughs> i just I, yeah it's, it's one of the things that frustrates me especially um if you look at uh where we because all this has come from i feel Places like in games like Evolve. I don't know what happened before Evolve, but Evolve is this big standout thing. And I know that's a little while ago, but that's kind of where all this has come from. Where but, you have... Work. Here's a game. Here's the premise. Even Not even here's some gameplay and how it works. No, no, no. Here's the premise of the game. Here's the 12 different variants of DLC you can buy for said game on release. Here's the season pass on the 832 things that don't come in the season pass. Uh, uh, 
So yeah, this is this is one of my wires for this year. Don't fucking do it. It's shit. Why are you still doing this? Can I start screaming now? I mean, yes, but you have to scream for like a, a shortened period of time before I will allow you to do so for a longer period of time. But this this is, no, I mean like that, that's why I want to do the the long screams about the oh. the next one, the next not because okay. Fucking Final Fantasy Bastard 15 Has is bad. Universe? But Final Fantasy 15, here are some chibi dickhead versions that you can play on your mobile and buy it episodically because that's something anyone in their sane mind would ever want to fucking do. Oh, also, we're going to throw out a fishing VR game for 25 cunting pounds which is literally fishing like Sega Bass Fishing did it better Sam, but you Sam, where do you get cunting pounds from? Where do you get cunting pounds from? Square Enix's enormous Scrooge McDuck bank vault um <laughs> <laughs> which the producer of Final Fantasy XV regularly has a swim in. Um, I mean, I fucking love Square Enix, apart from this shit. Yeah. Um, and then you've got their mobile game. Oh, uh, the tower defense game, where they run those well, shitty adverts, um, where you have to put the tower in the right place, otherwise yeah. the advert doesn't let you cancel it. Yep. Thanks, so Enix. It's a town builder, fight your neighbours kind of thing, which is quite common, except... After you get to like level two, it's it, it's basically well, just take my bank card. You may as well because otherwise I am not going to progress beyond this point. It's the fastest uninstall of a mobile game I have done in God knows how long. And all of this expansive universe stuff is there to support a game that ultimately failed to deliver what it needed to after an incredibly extended production time. Fuck off. I mean, I'll just. I'll, I'll just go. Well, you. The extended Final Fantasy 15 universe. Fuck off. Carry on. Okay, I'm so, uh, last, last Y nomination of this year, and this is something that obviously has only come about very recently, but um, why is Death Stranding actually a film? Why is Death Stranding... Why doesn't anybody understand what Death Stranding is? Why are we say. getting these weird baby trailers? Why haven't we seen any gameplay? Why have we not got any gameplay details? What does the game actually look like? God fucking damn it, what is that game? So um I have a I have a couple of problems. I, I love I love building hype behind games. I actually I actually really like the whole process of getting excited about a video game. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I love getting on that bowing wagon of Oh, this is gonna be good, and have you seen this? There's gonna be a thing. There's no guarantee that Norman Reedus's stomach fetuses is actually going to be in the game. There's no there's no guarantee that any of this is actually th th Canon. This might just be building the universe. But we don't fucking know. And we're having this game thrown at us convention after convention after convention after convention. Just trailer after we've got now three of them, haven't we? Of these really mm -hmm. out there trailers. And that's great. I love like out there horrory shit. But what does the game look like? Because you're trying to sell me a game, but you're giving me a film. 
it could be Snake for all I know. Like as in the game Snake. Maybe oh, as in, as in drive thing. drive the fetus around the stomach to collect the no, nutrients. No, I reckon I reckon you drive Norman Reedus around a barren landscape and collect fetuses. Oh, that's really grim. Let's not ever go with that. It's just you know, on, on like just just feet on the floor, facing the dirt, motoring forward, gobbling fetuses. That's the uh, that, uh, it's plot. Thing is, that's, that's entirely in, plausible. Exactly as plausible as that being an action adventure game, because we don't know a fucking thing. And we keep having these news reports. We were like, Kojima, what is it? And he's like, Meh. Uh, you'll have to wait and see. And then we're like, Okay, Norman Reedus, what's this game like? And he's going, I actually don't. I, I, I've just grumbled into a microphone a bit. Mugger knows. I, I just don't. I, I don't even fucking know. And I'm like, okay, Del Toro, what, what's this game actually like? And he's like, well, I mean, I don't, I, I don't really, I don't really understand, but it's, it's his vision. So, and we have to remember, of course, that this is the man who wanted to put a three-week-long boss fight into the Metal Gear game. Mhm. Mm I, I, I just, I, I can't. I, I can't get behind it. I can't get behind any of it because I don't know. I'm not a film kind of human being. I love to be involved in these stories. It's why Best Story was our first award of today. Because I stories are the, the closest thing to my heart. But I like to be a part of these stories. I like to be more than this observer. I like to be this driving force in them. But what Kojima is currently doing is handing me a DVD. With, let's be honest, a couple of tabs of acid on it. Like, like. I'm, I'm sat here with my controller going, yes, please do the thing. And he's trying to put a DVD in my Xbox. Like, I, I, mm? I just, I, I want to see more. And as soon as I see more, I can, I can start to get excited about it. But why are you trying to make us excited about something that currently isn't a game? Mm. Why are you doing this? Just tell us what the... Five years either. Like, I, I just... So those are our nominees, and I would feel really bad if I didn't let uh, Sam have this one. I think. Oh, I, I, I think wonder it would which be... one run. One could it possibly be Final Fantasy Fifteen? And it's utter fucking bullshit. Endless piles of bullshit. I didn't even mention the fact that you know they have continually pumped out DLC content that fills in the gaps of the story of the game that they didn't bother to fill out and they also presume that you've paid to watch their movie which came out before the game to understand half of the plot and uh, you've also got uh, multiplayer thrown in there for no real reason other than hey it's multiplayer to throw in there like the, the, honestly it's a, a train wreck of a fucking game look at the chibi fucking look at his chibi character. bum as he pushes the car best thing about this game is his little chibi ass as he pushes the... Um... I, I, I personally like the way uh, Prompto's ass glitched through his uh, jacket that he's got tied around his waist. You're using chibi tier graphics and you can't uh, you can't sort out basic clipping issues. I just... Fuck off. The, the problem that I have, right, is that Final Fantasy 15, I would definitely play through it and give it a good chance to. I would try. If I could take it to bed. This is not how I want to take it to bed. On a mobile. This is not how it, no, not episodic, not mobile, no. I, I, I no. That's, uh, that's I not how if, I want to yeah. take it to bed. 
have any, have, if any of you guys have done it, have you, any of you gone, what? GTA games on my mobile? That sounds like a splendid idea. And downloaded it and gone, how the fuck am I supposed to control anything other than my anger with these controls? Right? Uh, on the console version of Final Fantasy XV, the combat is fucking clunky and awkward. Imagine trying to do that with a fucking touchscreen. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, it's it's. I I understand completely, and it's why I've let you have this one over over some of the niggles that I've had this year, because this extended universe that they're pushing and they're pushing out in sort of all these different angles, but they've done none of them particularly well. No. They've literally all been there as cash grabs. Yeah. Very transparent cash grabs. And that's fucking stupid. Um, you're better than that. Final Fantasy just entered its 30th year. Yep. As a franchise. You guys can do this. We believe in you. Pull it back. Let's go. You fervent fans. Fervent. Frothing at the mouth. But no. No. We get this instead. Good job. And that's him. Should we talk about some good games instead? Yeah, uh, should, 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 we, should we move on to, instead of the worst Ripperger, should we move on to the, the best, best Ripperger? Also, can I point out at this, at this stage, so at three o'clock this morning, I put that South Park gif in. And at three o'clock this morning, I needed an inhaler because I couldn't breathe. <laughs> um, I was trying desperately <laughs> I was trying desperately to be kind of, you know, with it and, and everything at 3am this morning um, because, you know, again, like, I've been working really hard on these fucking layouts. Yeah, Require, required an inhaler. Couldn't fucking breathe. I was done. I was fucking done. Um, but anyway, we start off with one of my personal favourites from this year, mm. and that's Divinity uh, Original Sin. So uh, this is a bunch of things right from the extended universe to the amazing, amazing characters. We initially had a best character um, uh, award that we had to cut because of time, um, but we fought over which Divinity 2 character was going Fane. into that award. Fane. I mean, yeah, we, we settled on Fane because, you know, but we, we fought hard over, yeah. over which character because there are some good good characters that they build into that game but you know your own character builder is good the world is is expansive the story is engaging um the level of customization that you have per character per skill set per whatever is practically unlimited um and it's... i barely scratched the surface yeah like, i put 20 30 i'm gonna check right now actually i want to say at least 25 30 hours in I'm going to get back to you with an accurate reading and uh, once I manage to find the game on my list. I mean, to, but... to, to put it into perspective, um, like I know somebody who's been playing it with a couple of friends for around 70 hours and he's not finished Act 2 yet. Yeah, oh, oh 20 hours. I put 20 hours in and I have barely scratched the surface. Yeah. And um, so yeah, Divinity Original Sin 2 is a wonderful, wonderful game. Um, I'm a little overwhelmed by the amount of content that's in it. It's a bit then... Witcher 3, isn't it? Like, yeah. I, that's why I couldn't get on with Witcher 3, because there was just too many p paths to go down. I couldn't decide which one to go down to, and I cried and closed the game. But then I think, because of the multiplayer in this, you've got a little bit of support, and you've got people to hold your hand while you cry, because you don't know what to do next. And that's kind of nice. You all kind of bumble around together, and it's it's 
It's A++. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, you can talk about this bloody next one because I can't even <laughs> look at it. <laughs> South Park, the fractured butthole. Um, it's just... it's Because I, I like the Stick of Truth uh, when that came out. It was a very mm-hmm. good game. Uh, yeah. good fun. Most of it was really good, yeah. Yeah, this is that but better. It just the same stupid, stupid fart jokes and dumb jokes. And uh, as you can see, at one point you have to grind on a man in order to plug him for information. Um, that, that's what you're doing there as a stripper in a stripper club. Um, I don't think I've laughed as hard this year as when uh, there's a really kind of weird looking stripper that like shows up in the actual TV show um, and, and they, they were just walking past in the background in this area just going dance dance anyone want to dance and I just lost uh, my shit yeah. uh, <laughs> it's just so 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 fucking funny and it's actually a pretty capable RPG hmm. um, like it's, it's a along with the story that comes in there which is genuinely hysterical that they've completely overhauled the battle system in the RPG, in, in, uh, the RPG battle system, I guess is the way you put it. And it works really well. It's really good. Hmm. Uh, Again, I it, needed an inhaler just from that gif uh, at three o'clock this morning. Again, like, at three o'clock this morning, I died. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and also, you can wear bollocks on your chin as a, as a facial adornment, uh, which I, I, I'm a fan of. I mean, why would you not ever... We shouldn't go down that route. Next up, we have Persona 5. Um, I know a lot of people in chat are, are, are like, yeah, no, Persona 5 wins this out. Um, Persona 5 is a wonderful, 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 wonderful game that I wish I, I had the time to finish. I'm having so much time with it. Um, the, chain, the, the sort of fluidity changes in the gameplay that they've made since Persona 4 are much. actually wonderful. Um, the fluidity um, yeah. between the menus, the the whole the whole graphical style that that they've brought into it, is phenomenal. Um, yeah, but... the story is wonderful. The characters are all. I, I don't think. I don't. My, I don't. You said. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think I hate any of the characters. I mean, there there are some that I don't particularly like. I don't like Harry, really. Everyone seems to like it. I don't. I, I don't. I mean, like for me, I I had lots of trouble um, with uh, Morgana, right? But we go to sleep. Go to sleep. Who are you texting? Um, <laughs> but I kind of there's something about all of the characters that that makes the game work. Uh, mm-hmm. Despite despite their flaws as characters, and despite some of them being slightly more two dimensional than others, I think it still works. Yeah. Like I might hate a character, but I don't dislike that they're in the game. Uh, if, no. that, if that kind of makes sense, like every all, all the characters make sense within their sort of place in the world, and that's that's good. Uh, the storytelling throughout, including the the environmental storytelling, because of the story. Mm-hmm. is ratcheted so high it's yeah. super super good and it's so easy to get lost in um and i still vote a catchy for best boy i mean i mean you're not quite wrong 
Yeah. And now, just to tell you what, like so someone in chat said, not even Ryuji. I fucking love Ryuji. He's an absolute fucking moron, and because of that, he's adorable. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just, I literally, I want to take my character and just sort of go, now, now, stop, sh- stop shouting at the women. Come on, now, like just. We'll go and get ramen in a minute. It'll be fine. Like just. <laughs> we'll go get ramen. It's okay. Yeah. Um... So we can jump there if you like. Yes. No worries. Come on now. <laughs> um. Yeah. I spent over a hundred hours with it. Uh. For a single playthrough. I still. I'm watching the gift going on my screen right now. I. I that intro is just oh. breathtaking. Like I, I love it. Yep. The music is wonderful. Uh, oh. There's so much about the game that just pulls together into this really tight, clever RPG experience that deserves to be celebrated. Um, mm-hmm. Talking of tight experiences, question mark. Uh, West, tell us about West of Loathing because West of Loathing caught me completely by surprise this year. I wasn't, I didn't want to play it, and then I wanted to play nothing but it. So, so West of Loathing's great. Um, so it actually comes from. Uh, there was a website, well, it still is a website for them, called Kingdom of Loathing. And it's like a web-based game that you can play, and it's stupid. Like, it's utterly, utterly stupid. It's just full of weird combinations of words to make an enemy. It's almost like it was word-saladed together. Mm-hmm. And it's marvellous and quirky and weird, and it's very Stickman style and hand-drawn. Yeah, it definitely stands out against the others that we've... Uh... Yeah, because it's really daft. Mm. I just really, really stupid. I mean, you can see in the gift there. That's that's um, healing. Is just taking sticky plasters and just slapping them on yourself in random locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really fun. Like it's just so fun to play through. Um, I I I can't even kind of name individual bits and pieces because. That would be spoiling that experience for you. That that t- first time that you come across a certain location and realise the pun in the name, and then oh, that person's there because his name is this, and that links him into that, and it's all interconnected and interwoven into just stu- more stupid puns on stupid puns on stupid puns on stupid yeah. puns, and it just the sheer mindset to build all of that upon it. It is impressive because I'm pretty sure it was a very small team. Uh, Kingdom of Loathing was certainly a one-man team for the longest time. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it just impressed me. I like it a lot. But. But. Surprising nobody. <laughs> Absolutely surprising nobody. Uh, who wins this one again? I've I've forgotten. Who who wins who wins this one again? Go, go to sleep. Who are you texting? Of course, uh, it's Persona Five. Yeah, this, of course. This has to be Persona Five. There's, there's no, there's no two ways about it. This, this had to be Persona Five that won this. It's such a complete, um, refreshing experience to play. It's genuinely, genuinely wonderful, um, provided you can put the hours into it. Yeah, and it's. Uh, immediately gone into uh, my best RPGs of all time um, easily. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just it makes me very happy. I, I, it just fills me with joy to play it. There's part of me that really wants to go back and do a second playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, you learn stuff about Japan. 
like the, the the injustices of um their 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 police system and whatever else like it's all factual it's all based on stuff mm-hmm. and that kind of makes me happy yeah uh, and I mean, learning some... things in games is great yeah and, um. and and you make loads of coffee and that makes me happy <laughs> um right, there are there are flaws in this game like there there are points in the game where it gets a little slow here and there a little repetitive here and there with some of the fighting but Sorry, everything I'm... else carries it so hard i'm just looking at the visual design of like the battles and the ui the ui so the first time the first time i saw the ui for persona 5 and we saw it at, at, a, at a conference the first time i saw the ui for persona 5 i needed new knickers genuinely mm. it's so gorgeous um none of us could quite believe that that was what we were actually gonna get and it, it was in the end that's that's what uh that's what we got you know mm-hmm. we got this beautifully slick and i mean i love persona 3 and i loved persona 4 and this is such a big leap up above those like big big leap up above those it's it's absolutely wonderful um, um so yeah go I... go play the shit out of it it's good uh... They actually had a separate designer for the menus and the battles for like the UI. Like all of it was all separated out into like their own teams to make them such a slick, shit hot experience. But it is. But it's wow. Yeah, it it just it, it blew me away how much of a um, um, a sort of fluid experience it is to go through the game and to go through the UI and to go through your phone and to go through battles. None of it feels out of place. Not not like a the, single bit um, of it feels out of place. The first time I opened the menu, I was like, "Whoa! Like, when have you ever done that to a menu? You've never pushed a fucking start button on Windows and gone, whoa, that's just blown my mind.' Like, right? <laughs> how can you manage that much amazing? I know excitement from a simple fucking menu. But we did that when when this game, and I'm I'm a I'm a, a little bit of a I I, I like I like the I, I like UI. UI is super important to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it's the difference to me between a game being kind of clunky and a little bit, you know, whatever, um, to being something that kind of stands out. And when we saw the first trailer, I remember sitting there with a couple of friends and just going back through it to look at all the little details that they've put in. Because there are so many small touches in there that give you details about the characters and give you details about the setting and give you details about, you know, all, all this kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, you know, Steve in the chat is right, like, it gets forgotten a lot. Mm-hmm. It gets kind of cast aside as, oh, well, that's just buttons a lot. But it, it, it really ties the whole experience together. It's just it's just wonderful. You can tell why they put, you know, different people on it. Um, it's, oh, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Eight out of eight, mate. That's the one. Um, this is the part. This is the part of slaving away over this layout that I enjoyed the most. Are you guys ready? for best loot box of 2017. All right, so we're gonna talk about some loot boxes because I don't feel like we could get away with kind of not, not doing that. Um, yeah, where, where do you want to start with our nominations for these? Cause I feel like do you think the gifts are a little interchangeable somehow? <laughs> just, just a teeny tiny bit. Um, All right. So who do we, who do we want to rant about first? Actually, I'm going to start with the one that I like the most, 
in a kind of ironic fashion. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, so there's a game that came out on Steam called I Can't Believe It's Not Gambling. And I think it's like ga- Game of the Year Edition. Yes, g- Game of the Year Edition. And the game itself is literally just opening loot boxes that you would get as a reward from another game. And it's just a sidelong fucking look at the industry and how fucking dumb the industry is. And all of their updates are just stupid. Like They'll update it and say, like, oh, we've added this new button in. We'll be monitoring it closely to ensure that it gives a level of reward that both we and our consumers expect. And it just it endlessly makes me happy. Like it just it's just so stupid. Um, and that that like it's 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 a good meme. It's a good meme. Um, but who next? Who, who do I who, who do I line up in my sights next? I tell you what one I line up in my sights next. So Rift, Rift the the oh fucking. Oh God! So I heard about this and went. Yeah, I'm actually gonna find a uh, article. What? The... You know, like, uh, like I, I, I did that. Oh, I they've did pulled the... it now, apparently. Oh, they've pulled it. Ooh. Yeah, apparently so. Anyway, but, uh, good. So, but... how much would you expect your loot box to cost you? Uh, just a regular loot box for, uh, we'll, we'll say, just an, uh, any MMO ever or any kind of like, you know, shooter or whatever. How much would you pay? I mean, keep in mind what like Overwatch ones are about one one pound forty, one pound fifty a box, something like that. Um, Battlefield one ones are I think they're one sixty nine, mm-hmm. if I remember rightly, or one sixty around that sort of price point. Yep. Um, what other ones we got? Uh, can you think of any others off the top of your head with pricing? Not off the top of my oh. head. Um... But around that mark, right? Yep. Uh, so Rift, in their endless senility, have gone. I got, I, I got the thing for you, Sunshine. Hundred dollar uh, loot box. That's that's what our player base wants and needs. Hundred dollars to get a chance at a random mount of forty-two random mounts. Um, that's fine. And like so, <laughs> some of the um. Some of the the mounts that you could get were just dog shit tier as well. It would just be like the the smelly shit as a mount, as opposed to like the almighty armored uber dragon of death that you could get as the super 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 rare ones, or like dog with limp as the <laughs> top. You know, <laughs> like. I mean, it's great that they've removed it, but. Mm. For a hundred dollars, I want to know what I'm buying, and it better be fucking spectacular. Like, yeah. actually, fucking spectacular. Well, um, I mean, you know, if you look at the ones you can direct buy, like for WoW, they'll sell amounts for what, 15, 20 quid a pop? Yep, and you know exactly what you're getting. But you get that amount, yep. and that's it. And those are rare mounts because, you, uh, because as far as I know, you, you have to buy them. Yeah. Yeah, you have exactly. to. There's, the, the, you know, more often than not, with all these things, there's no way in game to buy them. Um, and I'm not just talking about wow. A lot of these MMOs that do this sort of thing, 
you have to buy them in the store. There's no way for you to get them, uh, like, if, oh no. Oh no, it begins. Yeah, for a hundred dollars, I want blowjob levels of awesome. Uh, good. Yes, thank you for that. That. Uh... In fact, in fact, I even want them to work out how to manage one with you, Pip. I actually want them to go through the sheer logistics of working out how the fuck that works for a hundred dollars. Yes, absolutely. Because a blowy is like half that normally. Let's be fair. Um... Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it just um, baffles me. Have I ever told you guys how much I love this podcast? Um, no, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's utterly baffling that uh, for a hundred dollars you would give people a chance at something. Yeah, that's 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 silly. So yeah, no, it's good that they removed it, but that's probably one of the standout loot boxes of this year where you kind of don't understand kind of how that how it's that fine. happened. Uh, talking about not understanding how things happened, BlizzCon this year had a what's in the loot box panel where I, I need to drink more for this carry on okay so imagine this you're at blizzcon and blizzcon go what's in the loot box come find out and you think all right free stuff and you sit down and there's a big loot box on the stage and a couple of youtubers who you know and you love and a couple of streamers that you know and you love walk out onto the stage and they talk about what's in this giant box okay and then they open the box it's something really fucking cool inside and everybody who attended that panel gets whatever was in the loot box yeah that's not what happened um what in fact happened was the giant loot box got caught up in customs and so there was no giant loot box um the youtubers and the streamers then had to discuss what was in this now completely kind of metaphorical uh loot box and inside the loot box was meant to be another streamer uh, slash content creator in costume but they didn't wear the costume and right at the end they walk out say hi it was meant to be me thanks for coming guys bye and then walks the fuck off again I mean, out of every loot box I've ever opened, I would be happiest to open that one. I'd, I'd, I'd pay upwards of $100 for that loot box. So, yeah, we, we talk about, we talk about kind of how much, how, you know, the, the Rift loot box is kind of like a, how did this pass any kind of, you know, they got nothing. There were semi-finals and finals on at the same time as this panel. People made sure that they went to the loot box panel because they thought they were going to get swag. Instead, they missed out on some of the best damn games of BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. Fair and balanced. Speaking of fair and balanced, our other <laughs> nomination is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Which, um, obviously... Uh, no, I will, uh, actually, uh, well, actually, uh, Battlefront 2, Battlefield 2 even, doesn't have loot boxes. They took them out because they care for us deeply and they really care about the community. And the community spoke up against microtransactions and loot boxes and so they took them out. Oh, did they? I mean, like, they've taken them out temporarily um 
and for that reason everything's all out of whack with balance and whatever else um it it was horrendously expensive to unlock any of the well-known star wars characters fucking characters yeah people like darth vader you know you know that bloke he was I, I, i think i think he worked in accounts on the death star didn't he i'm not sure he was any of the main characters um, but did you hear the the excuse that they gave for uh, not putting like cosmetics in instead? Did you did you hear that? So no, I just felt the sharp kick in my bollocks. <laughs> is that what they were attempting to do? So they didn't want you to be able to customize characters by putting in cosmetics uh, because you might end up destroying the canon with things like a pink Vader. It was I'd later discovered point. that the game actually has lots of the mechanics in place already to customize your character mm-hmm. you know the star wars canon that mm-hmm. they stretch to all hell constantly that one yep genuinely 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 ridiculous and and uh, a quick reminder these are temporarily removed from the game and we'll be making return at a later date as EA plods on towards adding this in and shoehorning this into every game ever made. Yeah, please don't think for a second that they've done this because they care about you. Please please don't think even for a second like no. that they've that they've done this because they care about you. Um so yeah, there's been a lot of slime, there's been a lot of dirt going on about loot boxes this year. We totally couldn't, you know, but for the sheer I think hilarity of it. I, I, I think this, I, I think it, despite the madness of the other ones, this one actually managed to get it more wrong than the others combined. Like, I mean, by its very core components. It, <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> precisely how good is any loot box? that never turned up at BlizzCon in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) Including including half of its contents. Uh, It had to be. And you can see that the the thrilling presentation occurring. Like, I think that's like the stand-in loot box that they used, which was like a teeny tiny Overwatch one, which said man would not fit in um and <laughs> how how do you fuck up this bad because like what 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 even if, even if it had all gone to plan that still would have been a raw deal i mean yeah to, to invite people to a loot box kind of almost seminar uh, fronted up by YouTubers and then not give anything out for it at the same time as they're running finals and, and semi-finals is... It's a loot box. Loot boxes give loot. Not some cunt that comes out and goes, oh, I couldn't be asked to put on a costume. <laughs> like... I mean, we were going to make Sam jump out of a loot box for this section. I was, I was tempted at just various points to go, and what's inside this loot box? <laughs> like... I thought, crap, crap, perhaps not. Uh, again, this oh, was... Yes. 
Star Wars Battlefront 2, you know, like. <laughs> then, no, this know. was a this was a wonderful thing to watch crash and burn, but you couldn't help like feel sorry for the poor sods who had to guess what was in a loot box that wasn't there and then give their fans literally zilch. Yeah. L literally nothing. Uh it it was very it was very sad to watch and it, it just yeah, yeah, it had Just to go to this. Pure car crash, like this, the biggest car crash. Yeah, uh, this whole thing made me wheeze uh, watching it, and it 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 made me wheeze the second that we discussed this award. Even so, yeah, best mm -hmm. loot box of 2017 goes to the loot box that never even fucking made it to BlizzCon. Blizzard, yajits. Yeah, please, please try harder next time around we love Please. you 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 got this you you fucking got this we believe in you um so can we do that from that week performance uh carry on go on see it through i'm i'm proud of you you're picking yeah. up the sections i'm, I like I'm it. getting it i'm getting it so yeah from, from that week performance uh to the best performance of 2017 um there have been some amazing, amazing examples of uh, mocap and of voice acting this year. And I'm, I, I have lots of feelings about this category because when we drafted out this category, most of the, uh, most of the experiences with that kind of thing that stood out to me were women. Yeah. They were, they were in almost entirely, entirely uh, done by women. And you have no idea how happy and how proud that makes me. Um, absolutely, it, it, without a shadow of a doubt. It's nice when them their women actually get recognised for doing things, as opposed to just being kind of shoved into a corner. Like, right. And I will, real... I will say, this category was close. Oh, this, God, it's hard. this category was particularly hard and we drafted and redrafted this but I went back and I played some of these and there were moments that made me think do you know what I will remember this and so yeah we we had to come to the nominees were tough to slim mm. it down to four yeah like there are so many more that we could have sat here piling in um like, yeah, it was hard to slim it down, let alone pick a fucking winner. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super, super difficult. Um, yeah. Uh, but do you want to go through them really quick? It, well, I suppose we should actually mention the people <laughs> we've nominated, really. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I feel so. So you've got uh, Laura Bailey for Uncharted 4. For 4 4. For 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 um, which I'm, I haven't really dipped into too heavily. Um, I'm not quite sure where you are on it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly getting through it, but I'm enjoying every moment of it, actually, because it's all very well done. It's all very put to, well put together in the in the fact that I'm, I, I, I feel like I have a connection with these people. You know, I, I feel like they're real, and I want them to go and do the thing that they're meant to be doing at all fucking times. Um, and that's quite a, that's quite a difficult thing, I think, um, for for people. Well, when to you're achieve, under the limitation you know? of voice acting rather than just being here and talking and doing your shit, um, you can't 
it, you can't it, it's not easy to illustrate um it, it, even the emotion of, of the various different situations without the additional t tools of like the extra the, even like the, the smaller facial details which mocap doesn't normally pick up mm -hmm. um it makes it very very difficult to put that across yeah um, and also, whilst we're here, um, bookend, uh, bookending what you can see at the bottom, we've got Claudia Black as well, yep. who uh, I, I had to go back and take a look at because like, I watched a hell of a lot of uh, Claudia Black in Farscape. <laughs> I love Farscape. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Like, one of the best sci-fi shows, barring Star Trek out there. Um, and, and again, uh, uh, for such a compelling uh, performance in yeah. Uncharted 4. And then I think this is what we came down to as our two main competitors. Yes. Um, again, it's been a it, it, it's a very difficult one because um, Hellblade was such a masterpiece, but it was entirely, entirely driven by Senua. And the yeah. the, the believability um, of Senua's condition because she has to portray Senua, but she also at various points becomes these different people who speak through her. Mm -hmm. As well as all the different facets of being Senua. I'm just gonna continue to punch my microphone for the 56th time today, I'm really sorry. I'm super expressive today, I'm not sure why. Um, and to think that Senua comes from an editor going, yeah, I'll check on a mocap suit. I'll be fine. Now, I can never pronounce her name, so you pronounce it properly for me. Melina Jurgens. Right, Melina Jurgens. Cool, because I always pronounce this wrong. But um, to see all the different facets of Senua, and then to see all the different characters and tropes that she takes on because of, of, of her mental condition, because of the narrative that's unwinding around her, is so beautiful. It's so well done. And... For this, for this lady to come along and say, well, I've got no real training, but hey, like, I'm an editor, I understand this shit, let's go. Is mm. phenomenal. Um, and I guess almost... Almost at the other end of this... Well, no, I, I guess not quite. But, like, the strength displayed in the, in the performance from uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn's uh, Ashley Birch mm -hmm. uh, as uh, Aloy... If I could only fucking words today. I think, I think I'm catching it from you after your flustering before the start of the stream. Yeah, I feel oh, it. I feel it. There was a lot of stress in the air before we started. I'm really glad that we've we've settled down. Uh, I'm going to no, blame the rosé. I'm going to blame the rosé. But, um, you know, the strength of character that was portrayed yeah. uh, as Aloy uh, dealing with seemingly endless uh, <laughs> strife throughout the game. Um... And just you know, scraping out uh, survival, um, like it's not quite the same as what was portrayed in in Hellblade, but it's it, it's along the same kind of track, right? You know, dealing with adversity and like facing up to it, and it's some it, and it's a subject matter that's very difficult to do well. Right. Um, Absolutely. In both cases, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know. Although this is a very alien world that we're that we're dealing with in both cases, um, 
both of these characters are so convincing in their world mm -hmm. that it feels natural to us to be there. Um, yep. You know, you look at you, you look at Aloy in these big ruinscapes. You look at uh, Senua in um, you know in Helheim. You know, hunting down Val Raven, like like uh, Val Raven even. Um, it's it's entirely believable because these characters don't feel out of place there at all. Not in any way, shape, or form do they feel out of place. So this one was super super difficult, but mm -hmm. I think. We would be cheating uh, Hellblade, and we would be cheating uh, the character of Senua, and we would be absolutely cheating um, uh, Melina Jurgen's uh, performance if we didn't hand it to her. Um, this is where this doesn't work. Please. <gasps> it worked. It's been broken for the last 10 minutes, and I've been trying desperately not to panic. Um, Best OBS fix. I'm... Tiny pixel. I'm good at what I do. Uh, no, we we would absolutely, absolutely be cheating Hellblade out of this if we didn't award it to, to the wonderful, wonderful Million Dragons. She does such a fantastic, absolutely fantastic job of not only taking on Senua. Uh, I won't spoil, uh, I won't spoil the, the, the kind of details of it, but she takes on so many different characters who've influenced her. She takes on so many different kinds of Senua and she portrays mm. them all absolutely flawlessly um it's a genuine genuine treat to watch it happen um an, an absolute genuine treat and as much as i've enjoyed uh horizon zero dawn and i've enjoyed um the the small kind of details that she adds to the world and the small details that she adds to her character and the the, the way that the way that she speaks to these robotic animals this, in, in exactly the same way you would hear us talk to talk to ours, uh, our real yeah. animals, you know? It's incredible. But the depth that Senua has because of the performance put forward, she's put everything she has into this, and it's mm -hmm. genuinely a treat to see. Absolutely genuinely a treat to see. So yeah, she she definitely walks away with this one. Hands down. Like, it, it, but, as I say, it, it was tough. It was tough between... Mo like most of the, the the nominees and the nominees didn't quite make it onto the slate. Yep. It was especially tough between um, Senua and Aloy, but um, yeah, I, I, I it, it was just a an untoppable performance, I think. Yeah, wholeheartedly. Um, um, I mean, I had to go back and play little bits of it, and there are moments where Senua looks a certain way. Or she mm -hmm. says something in a certain tone of voice, and I hear it, and I go, "That's what I sound like when I feel like that." Yeah. And it was that immediate, uh, and you know, you you remember things like that for sure. So yeah, she she had to have that. Um, what shit opinions have you had this year, Sam? I mean, most of the things that have come out of my mouth. Uh, to be fair. Because we uh, had to have, I feel. Um, yeah, we had to have this one, right? We are on Twitch, after all. Yeah. Um, um, we want to talk to you about the worst hot take of 2017. Uh, we've all, like, most of us have Twitter. Uh, most of us know about the Twitch drama that goes on, about the game dev uh, discourse that goes on. Game dev discourse is always horrendous. Twitch drama is always horrendous. Um, and the nice thing about lots of people having opinions is that we get to laugh at the really fucking awful ones. Um, mm -hmm. 
I love this first gift so much. <laughs> so when we when we when we drafted out these awards, uh, we came up with well, one of the worst cakes of 2017 has to be that boobs and booby streamers are stealing all of the smaller streamers' views and they're corrupting all the men's and they shouldn't be allowed on our platform. And we needed yep. a gift to kind of sum that up. And I'd like to say that the reason we don't have higher viewing numbers right now is because everyone's off on Pornhub. It's the only possible explanation. Um, so... That's a fucking... Like, if, if your content is not more entertaining than a pair of boobs, then you're not doing your job properly. If you genuinely think you have crossover appeal as a fat lad playing FIFA versus an attractive lady doing sexualized things, or not even necessarily doing sexualized things, just being attractive to a certain subset of users, you're actually belonging in some kind of asylum. And honestly, if you think that anyone has control over your view account other than yourself, you're severely wrong. Um, but but I'm owed the viewers because I am good and I play the video games and I, I do don't own have a Twitch account. Don't you know? Yeah, shut the fuck up. I'm going like... to start taking a register at the beginning of my streams because. But yeah, no. Um, Someone actually tweeted that, didn't they? This is, yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, this is this is silly. The BBC even did an article on this that was the most horrendous thing I've ever read. Absolutely mm -hmm. horrendous. It made me want to go and write my own one and send it to them and be like, "Hey, you can have this for fucking free." This is what mm -hmm. it's really like. Like, I, <laughs> I um, I have been so frustrated by this coming up time and time and time and time again and yes a lot of people do use gimmicks in order to bring people in their channel be it the way that they look or the way that they dress or mm -hmm. what kind of games they play what kind of theme they have on stream what their catchphrase is yep but we yeah, don't want being a fucking dog on the internet like there's, there's, I mean, there's a market for it and again if you think that, and that's the argument that always makes me laugh. Mm. That's the thing that always makes me laugh is, but, but those viewers could go elsewhere. Yes, those viewers who just want to see that teensy bit of cleavage in order to, you know, make their day a little brighter, shall we say. Uh, and because they... porn blocked on their internet, question, question mark. mark. I mean, there must be a reason. Like, mummy and daddy have said they're not allowed on Pornhub, but they can watch their favourite FIFA stream. No, you know, if if you think, if you think as, like, a fella in a t-shirt with a scruffy beard, you have some sort of crossover appeal. To appeal to that audience? You're, you're wrong. I, I don't, I, mean... I, I wanted to say something super witty there. But you're just wrong. I mean, I'm almost impossible to, to to separate from a booby streamer. I am basically the same content, just a higher necked top shirt. That, that's it. Exactly the same content. 
Like, I always wondered if I drew like a little line here. A little Y. A little, yeah, just just a little letter Y right here. I mean, my content's exactly the same, right? They'd all come to me. No, please don't. I, no, I just not offer. Oh, pens not work. Rip. Carry um, on. I'll get this pen working. But yeah, no, it's 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 silly. The whole thing is silly. And anybody who thinks they actually want that viewership, they're massively fucking. There you go. Now, now, now we get all the viewers. Now, like this, this is gonna be. I mean, your name tags in the way, but never fucking mind. They all got the idea. <laughs> oh fuck's sake! <laughs> We're not gonna get the viewers, are we? Shit. Um, so yeah, no, that that's definitely a, a contender for worst take of the year. Uh, we also have. But loot boxes are okay because they only contain they they only contain cosmetics and, and they're optional. They're, they're totally optional. You don't have to buy the no fuck off. They're a really fucking lecherous practice because we see we see the kind of behaviors that they want to incite in people, right? Mm -hmm. And we see what kind of um. What kind of behaviour patterns lead to you indulging in those behaviours? And they're naughty bad. As it's naughty bad to be encouraging those sorts of behaviours. Stop it. I'm really out my chest drawing on my cleavage. <laughs> Byro is really sharp. <laughs> my poor bobs. Are you going to live? I, I, I should be okay. Good. Uh, but no, like, I, I just... I, I don't know. Yeah, def don't know. defending poor practices because you feel like you're unaffected by them does not change the fact that they're poor practices. Stop defending it. <laughs> Just because it's your favorite developer yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and you, you notice the, the sort of disparity between like um, um, Blizzard to fucking morons because they put loot boxes and everything and it sucks. And then you have... Uh, Destiny 2 is great despite having loot boxes in it and they only do this and the loot drops are good and yeah fuck you um like all, all that kind of stuff like fuck you if they they're always good and they're always bad there's no kind of you know because the behaviors are the, the behavior behind it is is the same and all that kind of deal um I can't actually tell what my next one is from the gif okay so <laughs> games that's fine I know I'll run the show for a bit it's fine so games discourse has been game dev discourse in particular has been really strong this year with people like the Cuphead devs coming out and saying hey we had to remortgage our house to be able to afford Cuphead and if it doesn't sell very many copies we're all fucking homeless. Uh, and then you've had people on Twitter who've gone game devs really cheap I don't understand why don't you just press the multiplayer button in Unity and put multiplayer in like I don't fucking understand. Um, there's been a lot this year where game dev is a cheap practice and any game dev who doesn't do exactly what you want is lazy. Mm -hmm. Any game that sells any units ever clearly makes some millions. And in fact, if you save up, I think it was like $12,000, you can take a whole six months off to make a video game and like not have to worry about anything. I mean, totally. Yeah, that's reasonable. Games discourse this year has been utter bullshit, but the one that the, the, the worst hot take ever right now is game dev is super cheap and any game dev who doesn't do what I want to do, what I want them to do because it's so cheap is clearly lazy and or mean. 
Go yep. fuck yourselves. Actually, go yeah, fuck, fuck yourselves. Go make a video game and see if you can sell millions of copies. That's, fuck that's... it. Go make one in RPG Maker and let me know if you manage to do it in six months. Alright, let's try that. Like, precisely. Absolutely precisely. Um, <laughs> and at the other end of the spectrum of crybaby pissants... Um, Hashtag support small nominees. Yes. People they expect by the addition of a hashtag declaring their stream size that they should immediately receive additional viewers. And people that just whore themselves around to be able to get those viewers in a very, I'm going to tweet at you when I'm going live kind of way. How many people have you muted for doing that on Twitter? So... There are certain I, tags. I, I muted dozens. There are certain tags that are muted in my Twitter. The other thing that I have muted is people who go live and they tweet at me that they've gone live. And what I tend to do is uh, my Discord, for example, I'll sit in and I, if I've got nobody to watch, if I'm if I've got a little bit of time off, um, I tend to go over to my right-hand panel and I scroll down and I look at who my Discord is streaming, and then mm -hmm. I pop on over and I I, I go and have a look. And I go and hang out there for a bit. Um, if you tag me in a tweet to say that you're going live and that I should be there, bye. Bye. I, I, I like. I, I, a lot of a lot of the time, I'm super, super busy. A lot of the time, I'm super, super busy. I check in on streams when I can. There are people that I support fully, and then I like to have a look around at again the people who are in my Discord. I have a look at like who's going live. These t these teams that rely on you to have a certain hashtag and rely on you to have a, a certain thing. They offer mentorship for small streamers that includes, hey, tweet more. Mm -hmm. Hey, you should all go and follow each other. Follow for follow. You should all- Add each other to other. the auto host lists. Yeah. Everybody add me. No less than 22,000 broadcasters at any given time. It, that's gonna happen the, the the problem with support smaller streamers right is if you say i'm a small streamer you've immediately devalued your content if you are a growing streamer if you are a uh if you are um a streamer who is looking for affiliate working towards affiliate if you are a streamer who is an affiliate use that use what you have what not what you don't have if you're a, if you are a uh, you know if your numbers are on the small side you're a growing broadcaster who's willing to learn. Like, all this sort of thing. You're a, you know, um... Uh, the, the, one that, the one that I always love and the one that I always absolutely adore, absolutely adore, is raid into other casters. Even if 